Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. Like how can you really curate and design your physical environment to make it easier for you and your kids to do the healthy, in inverted commas, behaviours. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. Hello, this is Dr Justin Coulson. Unfortunately, I'm without the star of the show. I'm without Kylie. She's not with me today. Uh, my wife, my co-host, mum to our six daughters, uh, couldn't... Uh, well, well, stuff was happening. Every now and again, it happens when we're recording the podcast and Kylie just can't be here. But I am absolutely thrilled to welcome a special guest for our conversation today, Dr. Amantha Imber. Uh, Amantha is an organisational psychologist. She's a founder of behavioural science consultancy Inventium, Amanda's thoughts have appeared in Harvard Business Review, Forbes, Entrepreneur and Fast Company. Uh, so she does a whole lot of corporate stuff and she's very, very good at it. And she's the author of two best-selling books, The Creativity Formula and The Innovation Formula. Oh, and Dr. Amantha Imber hosts a podcast called How I Work, which I've really been enjoying uh, lately uh, and, and have gotten quite a lot out of. So I reached out to her and thought, if Dr. Amantha Imber knows so much about how people work and how we can be more effective and more efficient, maybe she can help us to be more effective and more efficient in our families. Amantha, you've talked to some of the most genius minds in the world on your podcast, How I Work, and as you've talked productivity and efficiency. Now, I want to preface this by saying that parenting is not all about productivity and efficiency. Sometimes it's about exactly the opposite and just being there in the moment in the process. But we know that mornings and evenings and weekends, there are times where we've got to be productive or we've got to be efficient and get processes going so that our household can run. So what I'd love to know from you is what have you picked up from some of these absolute gurus? I mean, we're talking Greg McKeon, the guy who wrote Essentialism. It's one of the most it's one of my top five books of all time. Um, what have these kinds of people shared with you that you think that mums and dads who are listening to the Happy Families podcast would benefit from? Yes, I, I've learned a lot. I think let's start with the phone because I reckon the phone is one of the things that really stands in the way of being a very present and let's say effective parent because so many people these days, so many adults with children are glued to their phones. So happy to start there, Justin? Well, uh, yeah, I think um, uh, as you were saying that, would you believe my phone just buzzed and I had to I had to quickly <laughs> pick it up and put it away and I was like, oh, my goodness, it's taking me out of this. I've just asked you a really important question and my phone is now on the other side of the room, by the way, uh, face down because I've thrown it across the carpet because I want to be here. But but doesn't that happen when, when our children are trying to talk to us? We're like, yeah, 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 as soon as I um, just finished reading this news.com.au story, like seriously, have you noticed, by the way, that you read a news.com.au story and – Three minutes later, you don't remember what you read. Oh yes, like That's, yeah, <laughs> so unimportant, so unimportant, and we get so caught up in all we're we're flicking through our Instagram reels. So so let's let's start with the device, and 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 tell us what you've what you've discovered there. Yeah, so I remember I I learned something really cool from Jake Knapp. So Jake is a New York Times bestselling author of Sprint and Make Time, and he spent many many years working at Google and then at Google Ventures. And he told me this story about one evening, he was playing with one of his sons and he was looking on his phone, just scrolling through kind of mindlessly. And his son, and and they were meant to be playing 
like with trains and his son just innocently asked dad why are you on your phone you know not in an aggressive way um not in a frustrated way just out of curiosity and jake thought to himself that's actually a really good question why am i on my phone rather than being present with my son and so that led to a stack of changes in jake's life and one of the things that he did is he turned his phone which ironically he'd helped build apps that go on the phone when he was at google he turned it into what he calls a distraction free phone so what this means and you know this might be something um that justin I'd, I'd love to know the state of your phone but essentially what jake did is he deleted all the apps that were hijacking his attention in an unhealthy way and generally they were the apps that had an infinity scroll where you know like when you're on instagram you're never going to get to the end of instagram it just goes on and he deleted all of those apps from his phone. He even deleted or disabled Safari um, and deleted email. And so his phone was basically just a utility device, like a boring phone. It had all the amazing things that we can do with our phone. Like it had maps and it had a compass and it had an alarm clock and, you know, all these things that are just really useful to have on your device, but they're not things that grab your attention. And for me, I think that's a game changer. Uh, I did that with my phone after I spoke to Jake and my phone is really, really boring now. It's funny that you say that. Uh, I, I've removed as much as I can from my phone. And again, this is a really intentional decision. I don't have Instagram on my phone. I do have Facebook, but I have two accounts for Facebook. I've got my business account and I've got a fake Justin Coulson account for that. And I only use my fake account to do business stuff because it's part of my work mm. and and I really don't engage very much with that. I, I've, I'm fortunate my team can look after most of the business stuff. I, I very, very rarely, if ever, spend time on Facebook, uh, but it's only it's only there because of work. Uh, and, and I've also redu- I've, I've removed all notifications from my phone except for text messages and phone calls. So um, if there's stuff happening on apps that I'm supposed to know about, I just don't find out about it until I open up the app because I've deleted all of the uh, all the notifications. And what I've also found is that it gives me more time to do things that, that matter to me. I get to be more present with my kids. I'm more inclined to pick up a book and read. I mean, I read 40 or 50 books a year. So uh, obviously that's working pretty well for me. Uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a game changer, but yeah, I, I love that idea from Jake Knapp about reducing and, and removing the distractions that phones create. You know how you mentioned that you threw your phone across the room <laughs> yes, earlier? Really, I did, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that now it's physically out of reach, which I love. And it reminded me of something else I heard on How I Work, which was from Matt Mullenweg. And so probably most people wouldn't have heard of Matt, but they would have used his product or service. So Matt is uh, the co-founder of WordPress, which then turned Mm. into Automatic. And so WordPress is responsible for about a third of the websites that you would visit if you're browsing online. So it's um, like the, the sort of the software that sits behind people that build websites that 
people then visit. And something that Matt thinks about, and, and this kind of relates to to nudge theory, um, which uh, which has been the subject of a lot of research. Yeah, Richard Thaler and Cass Sunstein wrote that fabulous yeah. book called Nudge, yeah. Exactly. It's a brilliant book. And this is thinking about how can you design your environment to encourage better behaviour without relying on the need for willpower yeah. to do things. Like, you know, with the phone as an example, we all know that we should spend less time on our phones. I don't think anyone would argue with that. And a lot of us try to, but a lot of us just rely on sheer willpower and brute force and just like, okay, I'm going to use my phone less or I'm not going to look at Instagram while I'm with my kids tonight. But that's really hard. Like willpower is a limited resource and we want to rely on it as, as little as possible. And so something that Matt thinks about is he thinks about, well, how can he change his environment to encourage better behaviour? So, for example, um, Matt knows that if on his bedside table the phone is sitting on top of the Kindle, he will go and scroll through his phone at night, whereas if the Kindle is sitting on top of the phone, he will read a book on his Kindle. Yeah. So I think this is a really interesting thing for parents to think about, like how can you really curate and design your physical environment to make it easier for you and your kids to do the healthy, in inverted commas, behaviours, like the things that we know are good for us and that are enriching as opposed to the things that are not. So, Amantha, um, what have you done in your home to be intentional like that, to nudge your family? You've, you've got a seven-and-a-half-year-old daughter. To nudge yeah. your family in the direction of um, being present for one another and engaged with one another rather than staring at a screen or doing other distracting things. Yeah, so something for me, and look, I'm, I'm fortunate in the way my house is laid out, is that when I moved into the house that I'm in, uh, I made sure that the TV was not in the main kind of living area. So we've got a room that's, um, you know, I guess like the size of a small bedroom that sits off to the side of the main living area, which is sort of like the open plan living kitchen area. And I find when I visit most people's houses, the TV is front and centre. Yeah, pride like of place, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pride of place. Whereas for me, um, I'm not a big TV watcher myself. Uh, and while my daughter loves TV, it's it's really restricted in terms of when that TV goes on. Like if TV, if it's TV time, then it's TV time. Um, and and TV generally doesn't happen before four o'clock in um, in my household. And so the TV sits in a completely separate area. So it's not front and centre. It's not on just in the background. And that was a really deliberate design decision to kind of go, okay, I don't want the TV dominating my daughter's life. Yeah, um, you're a woman after my heart, Amantha. We, we've, we've done exactly the same thing. Uh, we've got upstairs and downstairs. Our living area is upstairs. And the rumpus room is downstairs, down the hallway. It's as far away from our living and bedroom space as you can actually get in the house. And, mm. and that's where we've put the TV. One TV in the entire house. That's it. That's where it is. And, and we've left our living room free for the exact same reason. Interesting, interesting. Now, another thing that I think about is reading. So I just, I'm so big on reading, um, as is Frankie's dad. Uh, you know, we literally, um, so she, so we're uh, divorced, so she's between our houses. Um, but like literally a night would not go by where we don't read to Frankie at night. And, um, and just encouraging her to have that love of books, that love of reading is really important. And so for me, I, I think about books always need to be within easy reach. So whichever room in the house 
we are in, there will be a book. Um, as opposed to all the books just being on the bookshelf in Frankie's bedroom, where it means that it's slightly harder, um, just a little bit, like if we want to grab a book and do some reading. Um, so it means that a book is generally within a few steps reach. And that is another thing um, I've thought about in terms of designing the physical environment at home. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's almost like we're living in the same house. I mean, let, let me be clear, we're not, but but we've done the same thing. We've got books in every room and we've also set up a little basket with games like Spot It and Uno because um, obviously with six kids, that's easier to facilitate that kind of uh, that kind of play, whereas you've got a single child, so it's like, you know, okay, I guess we're going to play again. Um, yeah. so, so we've done that. Hey, I want to get one or two more ideas from you. We're going to do that right after the break. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Are screens creating tension at home? Tweens, Teens and Screens is a webinar to guide families to healthy, safe, super screen solutions. Buy today at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. This is Dr. Justin Coulson. Kylie couldn't be with us today scheduling. Sometimes it just happens like that. Uh, and so Kylie's got another commitment. But I am hanging out today with the host of a fabulous podcast that I've been listening to quite a lot over the last few weeks called How I Work. Dr. Amantha Imber is joining me. That's uh, Amantha, which is like Samantha, but without the S. And <laughs> Right. And Amantha is uh, is talking about the different ways that we can be more present, more productive and more efficient in the way we do things with our family because sometimes we've just got to get stuff done. We've talked about uh, making telephones invisible or reducing screen use. We've talked about nudge theory and how we can set our house up so that it's the default to play games or read books rather than stare at a TV. Amantha, I'm wondering, are there one or two other things that you've picked up from all of the extraordinary interviews that you've done over the years with so many wonderful New York Times bestselling authors, uh, people who have been at the top of their game in the software industry, all these people who think about productivity and efficiency. Is there anything else that has really stood out to you from your podcast that would be on your greatest hits for families to try to implement? Yeah, so a couple of other things come to mind. So one, you mentioned Greg McEwen at the start, um, and Essentialism is also on um, definitely my top favourite business books list ever. So I was very excited when I did have Greg on the show. And his most recent book, Effortless, um, really challenges a lot of the assumptions around how we think about work and particularly how we think about work being hard. And something that Greg really challenged is that we kind of assume that hard work can't be fun. Um, That seems to be a fundamental assumption that underpins most people's thinking. And, you know, if we think about like our lives as parents and, you know, chores and like cleaning up after dinner, that can't be fun, surely. And in Greg's house, he thought, well, let's challenge that because he noticed that his kids when dinner was over, even though they're meant to help with the cleanup, they would disappear like little ninjas, sneak off, and uh, him and his wife would be left to do the cleaning up. So Greg thought about how can we actually make this uh, cleanup after dinner fun? Like, yes, it's hard work, but can we make it fun? And so um, his daughter loves Disney music. And so now what they do is they literally kind of have this dance party where they put on Disney music pretty loud and they dance around and they sing and they clean up, they do the dishes, they, you know, clean up the table. And I thought 
that is really cool. And, you know, so as parents, how can we think about all those things that feel like chores and hard work and, you know, must be really miserable and dreary to do, but instead how can we flip that and go, well, how can we actually redesign that and make it fun? Amantha, I love it. And uh, once again, singing from the same song sheet, uh, is there one more thing that stood out to you from How I Work, your podcast, that you think Happy Families listeners would just love in terms of how they can set up their home to work more effectively? Yeah, so something a few of my guests have spoken about is the idea of chronotypes. So this is underpinned by a huge body of psychological research. And it basically what a chronotype is, is it's where are peaks in terms of energy and lack of energy over a 24 hour period. So broadly speaking, um, there are morning people who are lax, who are, you know, up bright and early at 5am. There's owls. That 4.30 are- if you don't mind for me. It's 4.30, oh I'm just saying. Goodness. You are a lark, Justin, uh, and probably deeply irritating to owls who are about 20% of the population. They do their best thinking. They've got their highest energy at night and then everyone else is a middle bird. So follow the patterns of a lark. So more sprightly in the morning, just delayed by a couple of hours. And what is really important for parents to know, particularly parents of teenagers that feel like they're just fighting against these people that want to sleep in Mm, and uh, mm. not be at school on time, is that our chronotype is genetically predetermined and it changes with age. So when we're young, when we're really little people, we're quite larkish. When we get into our teenage years, our chronotype shifts and we become like owls. And then in our 20s and 30s, we start to level out at where our natural chronotype is. So I think that is a really helpful thing for parents to be aware of. This is genetically predetermined. So wherever possible, Try not to fight against where your child is at in terms of their chronotype um, phase, if you like. Dr. Amantha Imba, what a fantastic conversation. Let's just do a really uh, like a 10-second summary. We've talked about uh, how phones can interrupt our ability to be present and to be effective with our kids, and we should – well, to the extent that we can – reduce the impact that they have by making them invisible or at least making their – impact less noticeable. We talked about nudge theory and how we can set up our environment to, uh, to, to, to point us towards defaults that are better for our relationships. The third thing that we talked about came from Greg McKeon in his book, Effortless. We're talking about how to make work, the hard stuff, actually fun so it doesn't feel so hard. And this last idea about chronotypes, which I, I had to laugh when you said larks and owls and, I was, and you started talking about nighttime and I was going to intrude and just say, what is night? I, I, I don't know what that is because I, once the sun goes down, my eyes just automatically close. Um, this has been such a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I'm sure people have found it helpful. Uh, Amantha, if people want to find out more about you, your podcast and how you work, where would they go and what would you want them to know? Well, search for How I Work wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want more productivity and time management advice, just using our time wisely is generally what myself and my guests talk about. And if you want to connect with me, um, my name is quite unique, Amantha, like Samantha without the S, and my surname is Timber, like Timber without the T. So if you Google that, there'll be uh, lots of links leading you in various places. Oh, what a great conversation. Thanks again, Amantha. The Happy Families podcast is produced by... Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And if you'd like more info about making your family happier, you can always check out How I Work uh, from Amantha and uh, visit happyfamilies.com.au. Listener.